0: We know there are many choices in internet radio and the staff and host of LA talk live would like to thank you for choosing the internet's hottest destination for the most eclectic sound and invigorating talk. This is LA talk live. We are more than just talk.
1: Joy. I got joy. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to Join My House, inspirational reality show with a touch of recovery, a reality show where nothing is left unsaid
2: and no one is insignificant who shares.
1: And I'm joined here by my guest co-host Aaliyah Molden. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show. Hello. Well, I'm very excited to have you come on the show and be my guest co-host.
2: Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Today's going to be a really fun day.
1: Today is going to be fun because we have one of your friends coming on the show and sharing his story and his organization, which is an amazing organization, which is the Boys and Girls Clubs of America. The Boys and Girls Clubs of La Habra is actually where he is the executive director. So I'm excited to have him on the show.
2: Me too, me too.
1: Well, if you don't know who Aliyah is, you definitely need to. You saw her on the 12th season of The Voice. You were on Blake Shelton's team. Tell us a little bit about that experience.
2: Um, It was a lot of fun. I still can't believe it happened. I watch it back and I feel like it wasn't me Um, because it just feels like a completely different life and like too good to be true almost. (laughs) But it was a lot of fun and I'm just extremely grateful for the experience.
1: I always like to let our audience and viewers get to know how we met. I met you at the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles celebrity blood drive. Yes, um, Raúl Gonzalez, which is, was a good friend of mine who passed away on a tragic accident in um, in, in the river, uh, was the organizer of that. How did you get involved with that?
2: You know, um, me and my mom have always made it a big point to do as many charity events as we can, and my mom heard about it through um, our friend Chris, who is a rapper for children, mm-hmm. and um, So we heard about it through him and we got invited and we just couldn't say no, it was a really amazing event. And I did it for multiple years and whether I was sick or whether I was feeling well, I went and I um, supported because I feel like it's such an important cause and um, it really um, opened my eyes to see kids, you you know. In challenging situations, yeah, Yeah, because
1: it was for blood donation of their platelets. Yeah. What are you up to now? Because I know you're on a YouTube series called Chicken Girls by Bratz. Tell us a little bit about that series
2: um well it's a really fun series it's about two dance teams the rival dance teams and i'm the captain of one of the dance teams and she's really sassy and she's Um, from an outsider's perspective she could look mean but she's actually not mean she's just very misunderstood (laughs) you know and she's um she's just a really hard worker and um it's a musical so everybody sings and it's really really fun i've been having a great time and everybody on set is so nice and i've just been having the time of my life on set
1: well tell us the audience and viewers, where can they go to find out more about uh, Chicken Girls.
2: Um. Well, Chicken Girls is on YouTube, so you guys can find it um, on YouTube. Just search in Chicken Girls, and all the episodes will come up. And
1: you're working on your next season.
2: Yes, we're working on the next season right now. See, um, part two, um, part one of season one has come out, but we're still filming more.
1: Perfect. Performance-wise, you had a great, great showing at The Voice. Yeah. You sang with Alicia Cara. Yeah. How was that experience like?
2: That was insane. Um. I I actually sang covers of Alessia Carr all <laughs> the time. Like I used to, she, her song here was in my set. So everywhere I'd perform, I would sing her song probably for like two years before wow. before I'd sang with her. And so once I found out that I was singing with her, it was kind of like, I didn't believe it almost. It was surreal. And <laughs> I met her and she was super duper sweet. And mm. she introduced herself to everybody in like the most polite way. And um, she was very professional and I w- felt very welcome. I didn't feel like... um Threatened her. Yeah, I didn't feel like I was intruding on her song because it's kind of personal oh. for to like, share a song with somebody else on the stage because it's her song, That's and it's right. a very important message that the song shares, and I felt very welcomed and very invited.
1: Well, talking about performances, you have an up-and-coming performance at the Young Entertainment Awards. You'll yeah. be performing. But not only that, you're also performing for the Boys and Girls Club event as well.
2: Yeah, um, so I'm doing the Young Entertainment Awards. I got asked to do that. Um, And it was just an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. And um, I'm not sure what song I'm singing yet, but I'm doing that in April, I believe. I believe so, April. And um, I'm doing the Boys and Girls Club, uh, the national Boys and Girls Club event in April. And I did the regional one in Vegas. And that was really, really fun. And there was like a lot of people there (laughs) (laughs) and this one's going to be even more people because it's not regional anymore it's national so it's everybody from all the boys and girls clubs yeah i'm still
1: waiting for my invite as
2: well (laughs) (laughs) you know um but (laughs) You, um, Mark had submitted me, um, the one the person that we we're t- going to talk to today, he had submitted me so many times, and I had never gotten picked. But this year, I did get picked, and I'm going to go sing. And the CEO of Boys and Girls Club called me, and he asked me to come. And I cried a little bit on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, yes, I'll go. And <laughs> Very cool,
1: very cool. Well, you also have an acting career, and I wanted to touch on this. Talk a little bit about what you're doing now, acting-wise.
2: Well, I recently... Well, last year I did a movie for Netflix that's coming out this year, yeah. and it's called Anastasia: Once Upon a Time. And then recently, actually, like Tuesday, I just wrapped a movie for Chicken Girls, which we barely announced. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lionsgate is producing it, and so it's pretty, wow, it's pretty big. And so
1: you have a good budget for the marketing y- and the distribution. I'm,
2: yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be pretty big. I'm really, really excited, and it's that's also a musical, so I do sing in that, which is really exciting. And um, I'm doing a couple other things that I can't talk about yet because you know, you're not supposed to say anything until the contract is signed. That's and, like, right.
1: Wait for the ink to dry. Yeah. Wait for the ink to dry. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for coming on and guest co hosting. We have an thank amazing so show, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we have uh, Mark Chavez from the Boys and Girls Club. He is executive director of the Boys and Girls Club. Been with the organization for years. He's going to talk a little bit about that. But last week, we had a great show with Erin Green, she is a contestant on America's Next Top Model, and one of the oldest contestants to be on America's Next Top Model since Tyra Banks uh, lifted the age limit. Because it's interesting that we're talking about her being the oldest contestant because you were the youngest contestant (laughs) to make it to the finals.
2: Yeah, and I actually, me and my mom would religiously binge watch. America's Next Top Model every weekend like because every weekend they'd play it on like I forgot the Oxygen Network or something Mm. every weekend they'd play it and they'd all day all day so me and my mom the whole weekend we would just watch America's Next Top Model like "Mm, I don't like her oh I love her like you know what I'm talking about like we just like what our favorite pictures were and just so it's kind of crazy that they um raised the age limit because they did the plus size thing one year and i think they're doing that again and then they did the boys and girls which is like really that was that That was was crazy yeah Yeah, that was crazy because they're all living in the same house and i was like whoa what's happening
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i'm glad to see that your career is taking off and that you're still staying very consistent and that you're also giving time to be even here on this show and to bring on a special guest like mark today mark is the executive director. Of the Boys and Girls Club of La Habra. And he's been with the organization for years. He's going to talk about his career, his life, and now how this organization is giving back so much. I want you to know that you can follow us on Facebook backslash joy in my house. We also have an Instagram account where you can. Follow us on Instagram and a Twitter account where you can tweet us with any questions or comments for our in-studio guest co-hosts and our in-studio guests. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Joanne Maas. I want you to stay tuned. We're gonna come right back with Mark Chavez from the Boys and Girls Club of La Habra. You're not gonna wanna miss. And our guest co-host, Aliyah <laughs> Mulvin. Stay tuned, we're gonna come right back.
0: know there are many choices in internet radio and the staff and hosts of LA Talk Live would like to thank you for choosing the internet's hottest destination for the most eclectic sound and invigorating talk. This is LA Talk Live. We are more than just talk.
1: Hello, I'm Joelle Ramirez and I'm Lolita Robinson-Coppage and welcome to Joy in My House on LATalkLive.com. Inspirational radio with a touch of recovery. A reality show where nothing is left unsaid and no one is insignificant who says it. Exclusively on LATalkLive.com. You can also catch us on iTunes Radio R&B or watch us on Ustream TV. Reality Radio, handcrafted for your listening pleasure. This is L.A. Talk Live, and we are more than just talk. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Join My House, inspirational reality show with a touch of recovery. I'm joined here by my guest co-host, Aliyah Molden, and our in-studio guest, Mark Chavez. Welcome to the show, Mark.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: I want to thank you for coming on. Mark, you're the executive director of the Boys and Girls Clubs of La Habra. Correct. And I want to thank you for coming on because you must be extremely busy. I got an opportunity to look at the facility. You guys have a hundred things going on at one time. 100 sure projects as opposed to the, the, the programs. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. We always like to let people know how we met. We met through Martha Hernandez, which is Aaliyah Molden's mom. We met Aaliyah Molden as we talked in the beginning of the segment at the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles Red Carpet event. But How did you meet Aaliyah?
0: Well, I met Aaliyah. She was uh, age 5, and I think she's 16 now. <laughs> age 5 at the Boys and Girls Club. Now, she was very young. And at the time, you I know, mean, I don't see the little kids very often, but when I do, you know, we noticed Aaliyah at, at that time. Because mm-hmm.
2: um, I was running around a lot. <laughs> and all, the,
0: all the five and six-year-olds do do that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, still at the time, you know, we, she was just another child, another great child that came to the club. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we didn't know anything much about her at the time, uh, obviously, until later.
1: Well, I got to ask you, Leo, what do you remember your first impression of Mark that you can remember? i know it must have been obviously not when you were five but as you got older what do you remember about mark
2: um well when i was younger i used to think of like everybody wearing suits as being like really scary (laughs) (laughs) and so mark would be wearing suits so i'd be kind of like oh i'm not gonna talk to him that's that's somebody of importance (laughs) right yeah and um i would just you know i just saw him as like a big tall man that um was the boss and (laughs) and then as i got older um, we became closer because I started singing, and mm-hmm. I I told people that I started singing, and I started singing at events for the Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. I think once I started turning like, ten or eleven, wow. I started doing things for the Boys and Girls Club, I'm like their, their mm-hmm. like um, their award ceremonies and stuff like that. So. Um, that's when I got to know him more, and I and he's always been very, very kind to my mother and I. And um, my brother actually went to the Boys and Girls Club as well. Wow! And so I I actually went to the Boys and Girls Club when I was four, not officially, but I would like go and pick him up, and I'd run around and like, <laughs> try to go hang out with the K one kids. But I was... she got
0: by me than age four. Right? <laughs> yeah, I did. we <laughs> Yeah, I
2: did. And so um yeah, I feel like I've known him forever, because mm. for as long as I can remember, at You've least, known. you
1: know. Well, that's amazing because you got awarded the Lifetime Achievement Award from the Boys and Girls Club of La Habra. And Mark, I gotta ask you, tell me a little bit about that.
0: Well, you know, Aaliyah, again, has been coming since age five. And over the years, every year we have our annual Youth of the Year Awards program, and where we honor all the kids who are well-deserving for their behavior and participation. Now, Aaliyah was a big participant, but she wasn't there every single day, but she was there a lot. Mm-hmm. That, that's you know that's why she was just one of our better members and a typical member, but over the years I I, I kind of remember her getting like youth of the month and those type of awards which mm-hmm. are very good, but I never remember her getting the big awards, uh, because as she became uh, as she started aging a little become a little older, uh, sh- she wasn't there as much. Right. But she was still there you know three four times a week which is quite a bit still, mm-hmm. um, and finally you know we've seen her for so many years that. After she made it big and, and it did very well on the on the show, uh, on The Voice, uh, the staff just got together and they said, hey, you know what, Aliyah's been with us 11 years. We haven't truly recognized her for all her accomplishments wow. in the club and in her personal life. So the the, the staff decided, hey, let's, let's come up with this award, uh, uh, the, the what, what am I calling it? The, the uh,
1: Lifetime Achievement actually, Award.
0: Actually, I'm calling it the Club yeah. Lifetime Achievement club Award. Lifetime so achievement that's achievement the first award. time we've awarded that award. And wow. nobody more well deserving than Aaliyah because you know we just think she's done well on her own, also, and not not just because of us. We, you know, we think we've done some good things for her, but uh, she she was raised by her mother, Martha Jimenez, who who uh, uh, I've known for quite a, quite some time now. So we were honored. And We just did that. Maybe uh, I think in late January we had our awards, and she was there, and I don't think she knew what she was getting. And so no, she, she did. I kind of ruined that surprise <laughs> when
1: I called Martha. Well. I saw that you were setting up because I passed by your Boys and Girls Club three, four times a week uh-huh. consistently, every week. And I saw your chairs up and I already had talked to you about coming on the show. And mm-hmm. then you told me that she was getting an award. And I saw. And I sent you a, a, a mad face because Martha didn't invite me. And I called Martha. And Martha's, wait a minute. I wasn't sure what it was. What What's going on? And I kind of let the cat out of the bag. I was hoping nobody was mad at me at that point. But what an amazing uh, just recognition yeah. from the Boys and Girls Club of La some someplace where they set a foundation for you and a safe place for you to go that now they were uh, validating and, and giving you an award. How did that make you feel?
2: You know it actually felt very very good because when I was younger I was there from when they opened to when they closed because wow. <laughs> so um, and as I got older my grandma became able to um, pick me up more so i was still there until my grandma could pick me up and then i started and then i left school to do the voice and Mm -hmm. so i wasn't at school anymore Mm -hmm. and um but i still went and i still supported them and i still went to all their um to everywhere like community events like the corn festival and Mm -hmm. um i still try to be a, a big part of the community even though like um, every day we'd be driving up to L.A. I, I really wanted to like stay in my Lahaba Roots. And so just that my effort <laughs> to, stay, to stay in my La Hava Roots, just, um, you know, the Boys and Girls Club has done so much for me. So just getting that award just means a lot. It means a lot, I bet. I can see it in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk a
1: little bit and let our audience and viewers get to know you a little bit more. Tell sure. us, uh, where were you born?
0: I was born in Montebello, California, 1961. So now they know my age.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell us, how was it growing up in Montebello? Uh, What was the
0: environment like? is great. I'm a Hispanic. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't speak Spanish. I wish I was bilingual. My parents were bilingual. Mm -hmm. And every time they wanted to teach us, we refused, (laughs) uh, my my siblings. Uh, Montebello was a great town. most of the Hispanics there, we we all spoke English, we, and we go to school. We all spoke English. None of us spoke Spanish, mm-hmm. so I, I kind of regret not learning. Not learning, but it hasn't hurt me. But you know, I still wish I had um, been able to do that.
1: Been able to do that. Just talk about your parents. Uh, did you grow up with both parents in the household?
0: I did. My my mother, and father. They were married 32 years, and they did get divorced eventually. Uh, but uh, all the years they at home, they they were they were strict, um, and and. You know, they took care of us. They they emphasized school to us. They both didn't graduate from college. They were both high school graduates, uh, and not that's not a knock. And I'm just, they just really pushed us. Said, hey, you know, if you want to succeed, you got to get out there and and you know continue your education. So, mm-hmm. uh, I did, and and I pushed myself. And uh, you know, they had a good life. My my father was a truck driver, and my mother was a, a bank teller. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they were doing okay. And, again, we lived in a middle-income area in Montebello and had and right next to a park. So I was always at the park. Mm. So that was great.
1: Well, that's interesting that you mentioned that because, see, I didn't know that. You were always at the park. So you always kind of had a place where you were to go and just kind of hang out, which is kind of what Aaliyah felt with the Boys and Girls Club of La Habra. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah. Well, tell us, were you a church-going family? Did Were you raised, you know, a lot of Hispanics, were you raised Catholic and— made us go to church and do catechism right. was there anything like that in your life
0: uh, yeah we did we were catholics and we went to the Saint benedict church in montebello mm-hmm. uh we, we did go as a family I, I i recall all the time but later on as we got older i started going by myself as a teenager maybe with my uh sister
1: oh wow um How but yeah
0: you know i we, we did i did all my sacraments the catholic let's see what do we do uh uh Com- Confesh- first Communion.
1: Confession, Communion. And
0: then uh, what's the second one? Well, we're in Eighth grade. right?
1: First I- Holy Communion. Confirmation. Confirmation. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. But, yeah, I did do all that. <laughs> okay. So I went, I, uh, I went through all that and it was great. And I had no problem. And then, you know, maybe I'm jumping the gun, but it's just funny how uh, I ended up being a, a fourth grade elementary school teacher at a parochial school in Alhambra wow. for a couple of years. I never thought I'd be teaching religion you know <laughs> so I was teaching all the basic uh, all the, the subjects but at the Catholic school they they want you to teach religion right. so well, I did what's that.
1: interesting is how, how God you know is it, my show is a faith-based show so I always talk about how God works in my life I had an opportunity to talk about God in in Aaliyah's life when she was on the show it's amazing how when we look back on it hindsight 2020 we're able to see the little places where God was working in our lives where, when we're in it, we have no idea. But yet, God was there and present in our lives. It's sure. so interesting. Sure. Um, Because I wanted to touch on uh, growing up in La, Habra, in La Habra, growing up in Montebello, did you struggle with any challenges? Did you struggle with anything at a younger age during your elementary years?
0: You know, I, I don't recall any uh, challenges and struggles. Um, You know, we, we did have a challenge in our home. You know, my father back in 1971, he was a truck driver and he, he got in a major accident. He, he should have died, uh, but the Lord pulled him through, wow. and he was—he's been—he had been disabled since, so it was—it kind of changed our home a little bit. And the dynamic you know, of the home. Yeah. Then my mom had to, you know, continue working full time, and it was—it was tough. It was tough. You know, I remember they—it was like three in the morning. I heard my—we heard my mother crying, and I was like 11 years old, and you know, you think it's a dream. You're just lying in bed. You think it's a dream, but you know she was crying and upset. You heard her and. And all of a sudden there's a relative that came to the house and they 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 finally told us that my father had been in an accident up in merced california wow. he was a, yeah, a diesel truck driver and he went off the the bridge but you know he survived it but he was disabled the rest of his life uh, but but he came through it okay you know he did he did come through and uh, eventually he bought a liquor store and, and you know did that kind of work but it just changed everything it, it was you right. know, i had to stop doing certain things like sports and stuff that i really enjoyed uh, i couldn't sign up for teams because i didn't think we had the money but of course Later on they said, Oh no, we, we could have afforded that, but I just felt guilty going to them and said, Hey, I need twenty five dollars to go join this basketball team.
1: Well, that's interesting that you felt such a responsibility at such a young age, you know, getting to see Aaliyah growing up, even though it's been a short time, we've known each other, you were looking back eight months, we had met before. But you you were so mature when I met you on the red carpet at the children's drive. But I said, Oh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you. And your mom was like, call me for for what, for what <laughs> telling me that i'm looking at her right now <laughs> not knowing I, I just saw something in her and her maturity and, and it seems like you kind of had that at a young age where you felt responsible saying no i'm not going to ask my parents because that's a lot of money
0: yeah at the time you don't think that i just i just you know i don't know how mature i was i was a typical kid but, <laughs> but to
1: still have that that compassion and say hey, maybe yeah. i shouldn't ask him because it's yeah. 25 that's there's something there underlined that showed your compassion for that. Yeah,
0: we heard all we, we heard them, you know, all the discussions and struggles in the house. We, you know, we we hear mm-hmm. that, so I, I kind of said, nah, you know, maybe maybe I shouldn't ask him to, and uh, I won't play him.
1: I should I should show some more of the struggles at my house, then maybe my kids won't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about your high school days, because uh, Aliyah, you were going to high school. I was. And then had to leave high school.
2: Yes, and then, to do uh,
1: the show. How how was that like? How was that transition? I wanted to touch on that because I want people who are listening and viewing to also see the difference, the contrast, you know, because you had to leave.
2: Yeah, for me, I had really good relationships with all of my teachers, Mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed them pushing me because I am (laughs) a very, I am a very talkative person, and I get distracted very easily. So, in in my teachers, um, because I was in a lot of honors classes when I was Mm -hmm. in high school and AP classes, so my teachers were always pushing me to do my best and and when I started homeschooling, there was nobody to like, you, right. know, you know, and it was a big, big difference. And I just wasn't as motivated and, and I missed my teachers mm-hmm. and I missed like my my groups in, in class. The and, social part. of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if even if like I like I didn't have that many friends <clears throat> in high school because there, my high school was very um like all the theater kids hung out together and all the very very clicky yeah and i was not involved in apps i wasn't involved in anything because outside of school i was doing all these shows and singing Mm -hmm. so i wasn't in any like click Click. per se Mm -hmm. you know and so i kind of just hung out with a couple of friends but you know that i I saw them every day and i didn't Mm -hmm. see them every day anymore and instead of um doing school with just Doing school to just focus on school. I was doing school on a set where 30 minutes later we'd have to go on stage and give the performance of wow. our life, or <laughs> of, of our life, or in 30 minutes we'd be getting sent home and, and be getting eliminated. Like you never knew, you know.
1: That's an amazing contrast because you were in high school, Mark. Talk a little bit about your high school.
0: Well, I Montebello High School. Mm-hmm. I um, I did okay in school. I wasn't the smartest student, but I I did fine. Mm-hmm. I, not that I got by, but I was, I was proud. But I was an athlete. I played all four years of basketball and four years of baseball. Uh, two years varsity basketball, two years varsity baseball, and I was the captain of the basketball team. Wow. And I, and I, I made all league. You know, I'm, that's not a brag. I mean, I, I wish I could have made uh, college and pros, but, mm-hmm. uh, but it was – High school was a great, I, I miss high school. It was a great experience.
1: What I thought was interesting is having had the opportunity to talk to you and get your testimony and get your story beforehand. You said something that was profound to me because you said you didn't like to get into tr- trouble. You like you, you, you didn't want to get into trouble. You didn't want to cause problems, which I found interesting because I was the opposite. Me too. I was, I, I was, man, If that looked like a little dangerous thing to do, you want to start a little fire here? right? <laughs> I was the opposite. And my kids are the opposite of me too. They, they don't like to get into trouble. Tell us a little bit about that attitude. Tell us about what you, were, what you were going through during high school. That you were trying to stay out of trouble.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I, I saw no reason to get in, in the fights and all. I, I try to stay out of trouble. I, mm-hmm. uh, I, I did have a girlfriend in high school, which kept me kind of calm too. But, <laughs> <laughs> she was a cheerleader in the cheerleader in the program as well. But um, no, I, I, I always, I, I avoided trouble. I, mm-hmm. I avoided, you know, drinking and smoking and. Uh, you know, my, my parents, you know, they, they raised raise me well. They just they just keep keep clean. They keep kept nose you grounded. clean. Yeah. Well
1: it seems like Aaliyah's mom does that for Aaliyah. It keeps her busy, but it seems like your music has been an outlet for you. Yeah. Would you agree?
2: Yes. I feel like when I was a lot younger, um, like like eight <laughs> I was very like you when you were younger and I was like I want to try like I want to try everything like oh I'm gonna ride my bike and then when I was 10 I had a really big wake-up call I got I, I was riding a bike where I was not supposed to be riding a bike and mom said don't ride bikes on the boulevard and My friend's grandpa said, don't ride bikes on the boulevard. But we really wanted to go to Target and buy some makeup. So we we rode bikes on the boulevard. And I was not an experienced bike rider. I'd only been riding a bike for probably like three months because I learned very late. And I got hit by a car. (laughs) (laughs) And so after that, I was like, I am never doing anything I am not supposed to be doing (laughs) ever again. And my mom was just like,
0: told you. (laughs) You I got hit by a car at age five. Yeah. I was riding my little tricycle in the neighborhood and I got hit by a car.
2: Were you oh, riding fine. Were you riding it on the boulevard? No, on the street. <laughs> okay. Then it wasn't your fault. Then. It was my fault. Well, what's
1: interesting is because your music was your outlet. Your music was your outlet. And it seems like sports for you, playing basketball, gave you a direction, gave yeah. you a, a validation, especially when you're young and you're a teen. It, you're looking for that purpose, but yet that somewhat gives you some leadership skills, gives you some direction, gives you some... Accolades as well.
0: Yeah, I did. You know, uh, after high school, I wanted to play college ball, so I did. I played about a half a season with Rio Hondo Community College in baseball. I was a backup catcher. Uh, I was a pretty good hitter, but you know, when you get to college, yeah, they are everybody's the same. They're they're all good, so it was tough for me.
1: Well, I wanted to talk talk about that because you would go off to college directly off to college, right? Yes. And how were those years? Let's talk about. Was it still be was it was it difficult to transition from high school to college? Because you talk about the transition from just going from being in high school to being home How was the transition from high school to college?
0: No, it was fine. I uh, I applied for some good schools, like UCLA. I don't want to go to UCLA badly, but yeah. we could not afford it. And back then, even those days, UCLA yeah, so was, was expensive. expensive. So I uh, opted for Rio Hondo Community College, which was a great move for me. Two years there, learned learn how to uh, study in college and meet made, made a lot of friends. And, right. And I eventually transferred to Cal State Los Angeles. And I graduated in 1984 with a bachelor's degree from California State University Los Angeles.
1: Amen to that. Look at that.
0: Yeah.